guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major Radio. Dave here along with Matt. How's it going tonight, Matt? Going well. Good. Uh, listeners and viewers tonight just have the two of us. We hope everything's okay with our third member, Jake, tonight. Um, so, yeah. But other than that, we'll kind of get the ball rolling here. I guess we'll start with, since we are technically a Flyers-themed podcast, a pretty big bomb was dropped over the holiday weekend. Hope everyone had a happy Easter, Passover, whatever you celebrate, um, all the religious things. Hope you had fun. Um, Passover is still technically going on, though. So True. Happy continued Passover to all my Jewish friends. Um, I guess then also, so news dropped Thursday or Friday afternoon. I was on, I was on the on the tweeter, mm-hmm. as they call it these days. Of um, the New York Yankees dropping a uh, removing ties with Kate Smith because uh, the Yankees also used her version of God Bless America. Of course, every Flyers fan should know who Kate Smith is and what God Bless America, I guess, means to the Flyers and the franchise. Uh, well, it came out that back in the 1930s, she wrote and released two very, 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 very uh, racist songs. Um, that just crossed a whole bunch of lines and, and in today's society aren't acceptable. Now, you, of course, now you have some Flyers fans and hockey fans and obviously baseball fans who are, are for this, and you have a huge crowd who's against it. Um, it's very much, I guess, a political issue, um, but at the end of the day, racism, racism is racism, and it's not going to be tolerated. Um, once news broke of the Yankees removing ties with Kate Smith, it kind of put the Flyers in a hard situation. I mean, not really hard. Um, imagine if the Philadelphia Flyers, the NHL, and Comcast didn't remove ties after the MLB and the New York Yankees did. Uh, that would be an absolute PR nightmare for the Philadelphia Flyers, and it would make the NHL look very, very bad. Um, so, yeah, the Flyers also followed suit. Uh, they, you know, they recognize Kate Smith still is an American hero. She did win the presidential uh, the Medal of Honor for contributions to this country during World War II. Like, she's considered to be an American hero by a lot of people. She did a lot of great things. But at the end of the day, was apparently a, a racist. Um, I have to use the word apparently, because obviously she is no longer with us. Uh, and don't really think she has any family that anyone can talk to. She can't even defend herself. She can't obviously. defend herself. Which, but no, that's a valid point, now. <laughs> but at the end of the day, though... The Flyers removed ties. They covered her statue, and that the statue actually got removed. Um, personally, you know, it, it's 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 a tricky situation to not get political because this isn't a political podcast. Um, we try and keep politics out of this unless it's for humor's sake. Um, but it's a very tricky situation because now you have a portion of the fan base who might lean with a certain person in the White House who are now boycotting the Philadelphia Flyers. And to me, that's just absolutely asinine and stupid. Like, if you're going to boycott the Flyers, for one, in my opinion, making the right decision and being on the right side of history over something as simple as this, don't let the door hit you on, on your ass on the way out. It's personally up to me. Uh, Kate Smith was just an anthem singer. She sang God Bless America during the 70s, during the Broad Street Bullies games. And then, cool. Did Kate Smith help the Flyers win two Stanley Cups? No. The Broad Street Bullies themselves did that 
And I know I'm hogging the mic here, Matt, but you're going to get your chance in a second. <laughs> um, and she, like, she wasn't even good luck. And the Flyers, I think, have maybe known about this for a little bit longer because they didn't use her recording at all this past season. And even in the last season, now not this past year, but the year before, prior to that, the year we lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins in six games in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, during that whole season, the Flyers didn't play her edition of God Bless America. So I think probably the Flyers found out about it and just kind of to like sweep it under the, like, you know, like when you're cleaning your room and you just got like a bunch of crap that you don't want to put away. So you just kind of, you've got to, you shove it under a cabinet or something. We're talking about a possible cover up. Possibly. I think they, they just wanted to kind <laughs> of, you know, like shove it under, like just under the, like put, here's the dust bunny and we're going to push it underneath the carpet. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what they wanted to do, but then the Yankees—it got national media attention because of the New York Yankees. And the the NHL has a hockey is for everyone movement. That's one of their biggest movements and charitable foundations. And unfortunately, the lyrics that Kate Smith sang and wrote back in 1930s, getting uncovered today, do not go with that movement whatsoever. Yeah. And it would be a very very bad situation. Does it suck? Yes, it's just it's a crappy situation. But what we what Flyers fans need to realize is that Kate Smith never really was. I mean, good luck, whatever. That's up for debate. But like she had no effect on the current today Philadelphia Flyers. In the past couple of years, when the Flyers had used your song, it had kind of lost its oomph, its aura, because they had played it for so many years. Where like the arena was like, okay, we get Kate Smith today and Lauren Hart instead of. The national anthem, like whoop de doo And you know, some things say, there's some sayings, I believe this is from a Marvel movie, but it says, let the past die. That's Star Wars. That's oh, that's Star- Disney, though. So I'm not entirely wrong. Sorry about that faux pas, but let the past die. Time to move on. Start a new tradition. Hell, even have Lauren Hart sing. Lauren Hart, daughter of Jean Hart, the love flyer figure. Just have her sing God Bless America. And to me, problem solved. Matt, I'm now going to hand you the talking stick because <laughs> I've talked already too much tonight. Yeah, um, I think this this whole situation is is a is a sign of the the times that we live in. Um, there's been multiple instances, not just in sports, but just in society, where people have dug up someone's past, and then that person is basically crucified over the internet, over the news, just in every aspect of society as a bad person, even though, like, what they did was in the past. Now, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not condoning what Kate Smith did, obviously, but it's just, it's, again, it's, you gotta walk, you walk a fine line with this thing, because on top of stuff being dug out in the pet, in the past, Everyone these days is quick to make a decision about what should be done, what needs to be done. Everyone has an opinion, obviously. No other, no one wants to listen to the other side's opinion. So, I mean, the Flyers were in a pinch at uh, at this point just because the Yankees, obviously one of the most well-known sports franchises in the world, they obviously cut ties with Kate Smith, and then the Flyers were like, all right, like we got to do this too. Otherwise, I mean – this day and age, people are going to be like, oh, the Flyers are racist. Like, blah, blah, blah. I mean... Even though, even though they had Wayne Simmons on, and Don Brashear on their teams for many years. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a difference between the, 
the politics surrounding an organization and the sport. Like, I'm I'm kind of indifferent about the whole situation because I remember, like, when I was growing up, I've always heard about Kate Smith being the quote-unquote good luck charm for the Flyers. She sang before, was it game six of, like, the, the Bruins-Flyers series when they first won the Cup, and then the Flyers obviously went on to win. But she hasn't done anything for luck since then. I mean, like, so – but it was – like, I mean, I was – like over the moon when I would go to games like playoff games and they would like obviously do the like the split screen with Lauren Hart and Kate Smith but I mean that's the past is the past and but again people bring the past into the present and those things have to be dealt with so I think the Flyers did the right thing and I just I think the all the people that are saying that they're going to boycott the team they're never going to buy a ticket again they're never going to go to a game again uh the team's getting unfollowed on Twitter just do it. I mean, the Flyers don't give a shit. Like, and that that group of people is let me tell you, it's it's the severe minority. Yeah, it's the severe severe minority. Like the Flyers don't like they don't give a shit about your opinion. I mean, honestly, it's a thing like because they don't give a shit about ours. Yeah, but again, <laughs> it's like they're they would rather take criticism for doing what I think is the right thing than not do anything about it or like be like oh like she's a good luck charm and like people would like they would take so much more flack if they didn't do anything because like i said before people would be like oh my god the flyers are racist it's like dude like it's a first of all it's just a statue second of all like she's been dead for like 70 i don't know how long at least probably like a long years. time i mean kate smith was an american hero like like you said she got the medal of honor she sold like i think like millions millions of dollars worth of war bonds so like she was a, i mean she was a pop star in her day and age and to put it in i guess today's terms but it's like that stuff like those lyrics were bad like you can't argue around that like so the flyers bottom line is the flyers are the right thing and me personally it's i guess an integrity move for the team but it's like dude i don't really care about the removal of a statue that's been there for, I don't know, like 40 years, ever since the Spectrum, I guess. Like, she had her day. The Flyers haven't won squat ever since that that Stanley Cup in 75. So it's like, maybe the good luck was wore out. Like, and again, like seeing, like seeing Kate Smith over and over, like when the Flyers needed a win to even make the playoffs or when they were in the playoffs, like you're kind of like beating a dead horse after a while. It, 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 it lost its, it lost its end. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, like you said, like, oh, we're going to see Kate Smith and Lauren Hart. Like, great. Like, but it's like, I don't know, again, like, times change. And, I mean, it just goes along with maybe the team is going to change on the ice, too. I'd rather see the team itself, like, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm <laughs> – bottom line is I don't really – I'm done looking back at what happened with the whole Kate Smith situation. I just want a good hockey team on the ice, and I just want – a competitive team, uh, a playoff berth, and a Stanley Cup. Whether we have, like, someone singing, like, Lauren Hart singing God Bless America. I mean, sing the national anthem. I don't care. Like, I don't care. What, sing uh, like, O Canada. I, 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 love, I love the national anthem. Like, Lauren Hart singing the anthem is electric. But it's like, again, is that, like, how much does that really feed into the way a team plays? So, 
I think it's two separate things where you have to look at it's a front office issue versus an on ice issue. Like the front office did the right thing. This doesn't like they're not gonna people aren't gonna be like, oh like Claude what like what does Claude Giroux have to say about this? Like if he doesn't support it, then he's a racist. It's like, geez, dude, like let the guy play hockey. Like these guys don't like I mean, it's just uh yeah. I think we should probably stop talking about this now because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk in circles, I think. So now Matt's hogging the situation's done with and be, like I said, me personally, I just want to see a good hockey team. I don't really like Unless the Flyers were like, oh, we're relocating, I'd be like, whoa, now let's take it easy. So, 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 again, like if you're subtle here, the team doesn't care if you unfollow them on Twitter, or dislike them on Facebook, like all those comments are just BS. Like, I mean, it's all noise, and like, that's what that's it reflects on today's society where everyone has their own opinion, and if someone's opinion is wrong, then the other side is completely unwilling to hear the other person out, and there's just no conversation. Everyone hates each other, and everything goes to shit. And we're done with that because yeah. I'm going to get riled up and like, if we don't stop. Just, you know, the Flyers, they'll make the last point, they're not erasing their history with Kate Smith. It's not like they're wiped here from the history books. Like, you will still see mentions of Kate Smith and the Flyers in the history because she is a part of those Stanley Cup teams. Cool, great. But now it's let the past die, the new era comes in. Lauren Hart, she's our gal. Moving on. <laughs> How was your brackets? Everybody, because ours, well, pretty much dead. They're they're bleeped off. Um, I know. I think I might end up only being right about two series in the entire first round, maybe one. Um, it's been a surprising playoffs. Uh, if Carolina beats Washington tomorrow night in one of the game sevens we have going on, all four wildcard teams will have advanced. Um, and yeah, it's been just, it's been really entertaining and excellent hockey. And it's been surprising. Like we talked last week, this, the sweeps of Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, uh, last night, you know, Dallas ends up scoring in double overtime. I'm not sure. I didn't get the watch. I believe single or double overtime to win the series and beat Nashville in six games, which I did not see coming. Cause if you walk, if you take Nashville and Dallas on paper, Who's the deeper team? Nashville. But Pecorine was ass in net. And Nashville stars were non-existent. Whereas Dallas' stars came to show up. Ben Bishop probably showing you why he should probably win the best of this season. Um, we go into other series. Uh, the previous night, today night, the San Jose Sharks, after being down 3-1 to the Vegas Golden Knights, win, win game, they win game five. Um... Then they go ahead and they win game six in double OT and force the game seven, which is tonight at 10 p.m. Uh, that's a huge game. Fleury gave up a muffin in double OT. Oh, a shorthanded <laughs> muffin. That was 2012, Marc-Andre Fleury. Hey, it's all good, though. That's uh, one of the series that I can still get correct. So I got Sharks in seven. So I had Vegas. In, Hope is still alive. I had Vegas in six, so I'm, I'm shaking in my, in, my, in my boot, for those who know about that situation. Hmm. Um... It's just, and then it's been. There's been a lot of good hockey, and a lot of people wrong. Like Carolina, we, we can get in if you. Let's St. Louis eliminates Winnipeg last night in six. That was the one series I was right about. Uh, St. Louis just trounced all over Winnipeg. Um, originally, St. Louis won the first two games in Winnipeg. Then St. Louis lost at home to Winnipeg, and then St. Louis just said, "What are we doing, boys? Let's go!" And they won Game Five and Game Six. 
in easy fashion. Winnipeg just continued their trend. Ever since really the new year, they were not a good team, and it showed in the playoffs. At least Patrick Laine showed up because, uh, you know, he's trying to get paid this summer because he's an RFA. Um, but St. Louis, you know, we should just, just start calling him Jordan Winnington in that. Um, or may the Schwartz be with you because of Jaden Schwartz. Hell, even Braden Shannon, Vlad Tarasenko, and Ryan O'Reilly were horses in that series. Um, you know, anything you want to touch on other seasons before we talk about the Kings and the Capitals? Because we got a couple of hot topics to talk about in that game from last night. Um, the only thing I can compare my current state of my predictions to is, you remember that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one, when the, uh, what's it called? The, the East India Trading Company ship is just getting torn apart, and the guy's just, like, walking down the stairs. Oh, Lord Beckett? Around just him. walking? Yeah, that's pretty much my playoff bracket and basically every Damn. prediction that I made. Uh, I'm staring down the barrel at a, at a nice 0-8 uh, pick. So, I have, like I said before, I have, I have hope for the Sharks because I have them at 7. So, I'm hoping they get it done tonight. Uh, right now, it's actually... Uh, second intermission of Leafs Bruins. Um, Boston's up two one, and I have the Leafs in seven. So one more period of hope for that series. If from the hell I'm working for, I'm wearing blue and white right now. So go Leafs, go. Everything else is wrong, <laughs> but there's all. But again, there's there's hope for at least who wins the Capitals and Hurricanes series because I had the Caps in six, but obviously that's going seven games. But, yeah, every other series is just, like, it's just crazy. Like, we talked about this before we went live, like, just how, I guess, unpredictable this has been, where it's, like, everything that you thought was going to happen didn't, and it, like, yeah, it was just, it was wild. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. And, like, I think it, so we can touch on this for a second. Um, the NHL is doing the uh, the second chance bracket for, what, the, the second round on? The second round of the cup final on the cup so you can Yeah, so you can pick again. Like you can base, it's like second chance. Um, you can pick again, which but, is which is that they've never done before. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, like we said before, we uh, we started recording. Like everyone probably picked the Lightning or Calgary because they were the top two seeds in uh, like their respective conferences. But and they both got eliminated. They were my Stanley Cup final. Yeah, that was mine too. Yeah, or and I had so I filled out one bracket for like the entire NHL, and I filled out one for with some of my friends. I had Calgary Tampa in one with Tampa winning the cup, and then the other one I had Nashville Tampa with Tampa again winning the cup. Both of those are now completely almost destroyed. So, but I will say I'm not going to do the second chance bracket. I will own up to the picks that I picked, and a true captain goes down with his ship. So, I'll see everyone at the bottom of the ocean when I inevitably probably sink because nothing seems to go my way with any <laughs> of these playoff games. But yeah, there's still hope for three games. So oh, we forgot to we forgot to mention another series that we were both wrong about: the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Just saying, get, get out of our way, Calgary Flames. Yep. They, they 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 beat the Flames in five, yeah. lost game one, and then break out the broom and win the next four in a row. Yep. I mean, this was the first the first year ever that both top seeds in each conference were eliminated in the first round. I'm pretty sure. History. So yeah, I mean every every postseason is history, but like. This postseason is history with a capital H, history. To, so, to quote an old NHL slogan for the playoffs, history was made. Exactly. 
But, um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, the brackets are just, it's just, it's brutal out there. So, but, uh, so yeah, we, uh, we touched on every series pretty much except for Capitals and Carolina, which had, they had game six last night in and Carolina. That's been, that's been a hell of a series. It's been a good series, but. The home teams won every game. True. So uh, going into game seven tomorrow night, are the home team Capitals going to continue that trend of winning the home game? Or is Carolina going to say, yet? I don't know, man. If I'm any if I'm any player on the Capitals right now, I'm legit pissed off because for one, there was that questionable hit from Warren Fogle on Oshi, which that wasn't broke, called, which wasn't called, which wasn't even heard by the league safe player safety, like no fine, no suspension, nothing. Just was it even? It wasn't even a penalty, nope. so no call. Uh, Fogle kind of sent Oshi into the boards from behind awkwardly. Oshi ended up breaking his collarbone. He's out till next season. He just got surgery, I think, yesterday. Or, yeah. But, and he's done, he's out indefinitely, which is, I mean, a broken collarbone. I can't imagine heals in a timely fashion. So, Not in time for the unless playoffs. the Caps maybe make a deep run, he might be back. But it's looking like he's done for the rest of the postseason. They called up Devontae Smith Pelly, DSP, my man. Um, Who was a beast for them he last was a, year's I was cup say, run? Yeah, he was a monster last year for their uh, for their cup run. But anyway, that paired with the no goal call last night is just that's fuel for the fire under Ovi's butt and the rest of the Capitals because they're they're definitely going to be man on a mission tomorrow night when they are back in. I believe it's Verizon. No, not Verizon Center. That's the old name, right? It's Capital the, One Arena. It's the Capital One Arena. Yeah. So it's gonna be. They're gonna be rocking. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But the atmosphere last night in Carolina was rocking. Ex Carolina Hurricane Eric, uh, Eric Cole yep. rang the the warning siren and got the whole BNC Arena last night was an atmosphere. Like yeah. if only I could, you know, knowing how in Harry Potter how you kind of they they um I believe the term was apparate. I have no idea. They, 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 go, they go into a fireplace and... Pfft. Oh, yeah, 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 that stuff. If someone wants to comment and their comments are <laughs> watching and knows I'm using the right Harry Potter verbiage because I should know because nerd. Um, but, yeah, where they go into fire and poof, I, I would have I poofed to PNC Arena last night in Raleigh, North Carolina because holy jumping Joe, I mean, that was in the right don't place get me, to be. Don't get me wrong. It's great for the sport and great for the market in Raleigh that, like, the Hurricanes are back in the in the playoffs after 10 years. 10 years. So like, it's good, but it's like against a team, like the Capitals, the defending Stanley Cup champ- champions, like, and that call last night, I disagreed with because, so we can go into let's, it. Let's, let's do a little step before we get to that. So right. Capitals score first. Go up one. Oh, we don't have to go back. That well, then, then like, you know, <laughs> Carolina ties it up one, one uh-huh. Capitals go, go ahead two one. Carolina has it up two, two. Then Carolina goes ahead 3-2 on a goal by Jordan Stahl. Now this is middle of the third period. Yeah. There's a play where the puck shot on Peter Mrazek. The puck kind of gets stuck in Mrazek. Then oh, let's doom the review. Mrazek gets turned into the net, and the puck falls out and trickles in. Based on video review, the refs immediately laid it off, calling no goal. Caps go crazy, because Ovechkin thought he scored in tightening up, which would have been his second of the night. Um... And during video review, it was deemed that Ovechkin pushed Peter Mrazek's pad into the net, which is what forced the puck loose. So goalie interference, no goal. Um, I can see both 
sides because there wasn't a whistle until after the goal was scored and you're supposed to play to the whistle. That's what you're taught in hockey to do. Um, but rightfully so, I know, Matt, you have some feelings on this that Washington fans will be very happy with. So I'm just going here, to, here's the talking stuff and roll with it because I'm indifferent. <laughs> I, I see both sides. I'm indifferent. I want the Hurricanes to win the series, but it's just been excellent hockey. So I mean, I, gotta, I, I don't care what happens. I see, I see both sides. But my whole, my whole argument for the Capitals is that the fact that there, there was no whistle until the, until after the puck was in the net. The Capitals are already celebrating that it was a goal, and then the referees kind of hesitated. They waved it off, and then uh, I don't even think Carolina didn't even challenge. They just looked at it right away, and no, the I shouldn't challenge. Oh yeah, Washington. It was a Washington challenge. challenge. I thought they were gonna come. They were gonna pull out the dumbest rule in sports, uh, intent to blow the whistle, where the referee was gonna be like, "Yeah, uh, I meant to blow the whistle before the puck uh, went in the net, but I didn't. But I was thinking about it, so no goal. Basically, the worst rule in sports, like I said. So here's the numbers. They're calling me. So and then it ended up being that. Uh, I read the like official Toronto thing where it was like the the Marazic got pushed in the net and then the puck came loose. But it's like again, like I don't know. I just I thought it was I thought it was a goal. I mean, it's just like it calls back to the kind of the the uh, the arguable inconsistency of uh, player safety on also the uh, the war room in Toronto with a couple of goal calls we've seen in, in these playoffs uh, that have gotten either overturned or confirmed. So. I would have called that a goal. It would have been a tie game, but instead the Caps kind of got robbed, depending on who you are, <laughs> of a goal. And then, like, two minutes later, Justin Williams tips a goal in, makes it 4-2, and then Carolina gets an empty netter, 5-2. Uh, Ovechkin is obviously irate uh, late in the game with about maybe, like, two minutes left or something like that. Uh, two hands, one of the ca- uh, the Canes players. He was like a baseball swing. Yeah, I forget he, who it he was, was, but... He, it wasn't... If it was at the head, he would have gone full Malkin. Yeah. But this was full Malkin lower body. So, and then he got called initially for the slash and then taunted the referees by clapping his hands sarcastically, obviously. Uh, had some choice words for the officials. Need, we, we will put out an NSFW warning here. Matt, you can you can say choice words. Oh, uh, yeah. So, the... Uh, if you're watching on TV, you, you could read his lips, not to cut Matt off. My my perceived transcription of the exchange was uh this was before the slashing penalty was uh it was an icing or something like that. No, it was after the goal that made a four two Carolina. Ob skated by the referee and said, "Great job, you fucking loser." I think twice, and then I I don't I honestly also, don't even I don't know what he mouthed to the official. I'm pretty sure it was the same thing when he was getting, but whatever he said to the referee. Got him ejected from the game, so the Capitals were shorthanded. Well, he, he taunted the ref by clapping his hands in the air. Yeah, I mean, and I, whenever you do that, to, whenever you do that to any ref, in, 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 if it's an hour beerly or man. to the NHL, you're getting tossed. It's a playoffs, man. Ovi's gonna Ovi, like I said, guy's a machine. But and he, he already went to the refs too. After the the challenge came back against Car- against the Caps, he yelled. Effing unbelievable yeah. to uh, the hurricane to the refs. I mean, it's it's understandable though. Like if that if that, was I was gonna say high. yeah. Obviously, it's emotions are high. It's a close. It's a close game, close series. So like, I mean, that call was pretty much what gave what gave Carolina life to take this to a, a seventh game. I believe so because that's a momentum killer oh, for the Capitals if that, and a if huge that, yeah. momentum 
surplus for Carolina. So, I mean, like I said, they scored maybe like two minutes after the, the no goal call and then pretty much ran away with it from there. And the Caps were the Caps were pressing. I mean, they got some good chances in their offensive zone late in the game, but like they, you could tell that they were obviously just kind of off their game because they were all pissed off that they basically, again, arguably got robbed of a goal. So it's like they obviously wanted to put the series away last night, but instead they are now going to a Game 7, which, uh, again, I think the Capitals are going to be a pissed-off team because they kind of – they obviously probably feel like they were robbed of a goal – which could have maybe set the game in the overtime, or they could have won oh, yeah. the fourth in regulation. Just, I was so just trying to like, say, the, the Capitals score that goal. It's 3-3. Three, three. I mean, it's period. not just a game changer. It's a series changer. Like, who knows Who knows what we're saying right now? Because that game didn't, didn't could have gone to overtime, yep. and then the Capitals could have won, and now we're saying Curtin's Carolina. Yeah. And, and you know Capital One Arena in D.C. tomorrow night is going to be a hostile environment for the Carolina Hurricanes. And the and the referees, too. I don't know if it's going to be the same refs as last game. I would but say probably not. Yeah. I mean, they probably don't want that. But, but you never know with NHL. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be like any other Game 7 where, I mean, it's it's do or die, so every team's just going to be giving it their all. Every player's going to be giving it 120%. So, I mean, hey, as a, as a, a fan of Game 7s and just general playoff hockey... I'm all for it, but I picked the Capitals to win this series, so a little bit of a bias here. But I mean, I picked, I mean, the, I picked the Hurricanes to win because yeah, I just yeah. want I, I wanted the underdogs, this bunch of so, jerks, to win. But yeah, I mean, it's a that calls. I mean, those calls, I guess, are going to happen. But it just so happened that it was in Game Six of a playoff game, and it pretty much, I wouldn't say gave the Carolina Hurricanes the game, but it sure as hell helped them win. So I don't, I'll agree with you on that. And also, yeah. refereeing in the playoffs has kind of been not so great, depending on what series you're in. In the Boston-Toronto series, it's been all over the place. Like, first period, it's been, we're calling everything. Mm-hmm. Second period, uh, it depends on what it is. If you're a veteran, you get away with stuff. And then third period, it's prison rules. Like, everything is allowed, unless it's decapitation. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, everything everything is scrutinized. To the the uh, the nth degree is that a, is that the expression? Yes, to the nth degree. to the nth degree because it's the playoffs. So I mean, like a slashing call in a playoff game is going to be like a lot more people are going to be up in arms about that than if it was a game. Like it better in be a good slash mid December. Yeah, yeah, I mean it, it better be, be like it you're trying be to like, chop the guy's slash. arm off. So, but yeah, I mean everything's amplified in the playoffs. So obviously the reaction to some of these controversial calls are going to be also amplified because people are just going to be up in arms and be like, oh, my God, like, I could referee this game better or blah, blah, blah. It's like, calm down. Like, so, but, I mean, hey, it's more hockey to watch, which is good. But, again, I just think Capitals probably could have closed it out last night if they got that goal. (laughs) Who knows? Well, we will never know. Like, here's the thing. Game 7's fun for everyone else. If you're a fan of those two teams, you are a nervous wreck. Like I yeah. remember I remember going back, this is we're going way back on the timelines here. Back to good old two thousand and eight. Spring of 08, Philadelphia Flyers playing the Washington Capitals goes to a seven game series. Yeah. I was a nervous wreck that entire game, and I remember. I mean, I'm a nervous wreck every time the Flyers. I mean, who game. isn't? Yeah. But I remember that overtime. Drafty Rupel scored the game seven winner in OT. I woke up 
my entire house and like I think the neighbors because I was going absolute banana lands. Mm. Uh, but that's just what overtime, you know, overtime playoff hockey does to people. Yeah, it's it's special, and this is why again I, I said it last week. If you are a non hockey fan, this is the best time to watch the sport because you're going to get the best product on the ice. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about the series before we kind of we can touch on this Toronto Boston game and the Vegas San Jose game later tonight? To close the pot out for this evening. Uh, I don't think so. I think that we said about said what needs to be said or what should be said. So. Gonna be gonna be a good one tomorrow night, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. And then also, uh, right now tonight, you know, it's in the third period. It's just underway in Boston, Toronto. Boston still leads two to one. Um, if you're the Leafs, man, you're if you're Nazem Kadri, you are looking your. You better take a, a nice long hard look at yourself in the mirror, because uh, if Boston goes ahead and wins this game. There was a couple times in this series, in the last couple games, where Toronto could have won a game to take that edge, where you go, man, they were one man away. They were one player away. And guess who's suspended right now? Nazem Kadri for his bonehead cross check to Jake DeBrusque's head in game two uh, last weekend. Yeah. And he got suspended for the rest of the playoff, or the, not the rest of the playoffs, the, rest, the, of the rest, rest of the round one. Yeah. And right now, you know, Toronto's down 2-1. Nazem Kadri is very much a, a engine that makes he, – he's very much a cog in the, in the Toronto engine that makes it red, if that makes – I know I, I, I know, absolutely I know, I know you're butchered to that yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, right. um, but, he, you know, he's their third line. At least you tried. Whenever you have a third line center who's a on the, on the borderline player physically who can pot 30 goals, mm-hmm. like, that's important because then – your, your top three centers are Austin Matthews, a guy named John Tavares, heard of him, and then Nazem Kadri. That's arguably one of the best top three center lines, like center depths you could have in the entire league. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of Toronto fans are um, up in arms and are a little mad at Nazem Kadri. Like, they're like, do you, do you even care about Toronto? Do you care about this team? Because you made a bonehead decision that – is going to hurt your team, and I, I have a feeling if Toronto doesn't get doesn't get out of this series alive and win, I think Nazem Kadri may have played his last game as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Hot take, hot take right there. Nazem Kadri's tenure as a Toronto Maple Leaf may be up in arms. That being said, take him on the Flyers. Nope, Boston just scored, <laughs> and Boston's up three one now. So Nazem Kadri better be shaking your boots. I can't even imagine. Like I mean, this is like it's. Not exactly deja vu, but it, the the general deja vu for the Leafs. It's like the past what three three times that they've played Boston. Well, in, the past two times they've been in the playoffs. Yeah, they've played Boston in the first round, and they've won, and, and they've lost in seven games. And they're on trace to do that for a and third time. Yeah, and they're they're almost they're like seventeen minutes away from doing that again. And Jake Gardner has not had a good game yet yeah. again. Sub note: in last year's game seven, which Toronto had a three one lead. They ended up losing seven to four, and Jake Gardner was a minus five. Yeah. Jake Gardner is an unrestricted free agent this summer, come July first, and could probably he's a good offensive defenseman. But when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. He's very much comparable to Shane Gossespierre. So half on July first with that one, buddy. I mean, I can argue. The only thing I can say is that this has kind of been the first series that for the Leafs that Matthews have, has shown up. I think he's got, what, five, 
at least four goals in. He's, he had he had seven points in. I mean, he's got seven seven points in seven six games. Yeah, because he's a probably. I mean, I don't know if he has a point on the. He didn't show up really till game three. Yeah, but I mean, still, like this is the first time that he's actually kind of had an impact on the series for the Leafs. The Leafs have played well, and Freddie Anderson has has had been really good yeah. in net until tonight. I was gonna say every and every one of these games has been a almost a like I think a one goal game honestly. I'm. I would have to look at. I would have to look back at the scores at all the games. But I mean, if they all weren't a one goal game, they were sure as hell close to a one goal game. Yeah, we have this thing called so, the internet. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm trying I can, to go I can, on the, I can to go on the fly up. here. I hear you. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that. I mean, I predicted that the Leafs would win this series in seven. Not looking so hot right now. So that may be another one of my picks down the drain. But. I thought this was going to be the year that the Leafs break through. I mean, they added obviously they added Tavares, they got Marner and Matthews coming into their their like their stretch. I'm not going to say their prime because they're still so young, but it's like I mean Austin Matthews is in his prime since he went into the league essentially. Yeah, so forty goals in his rookie season, not a very yeah. Deal. I mean the kids, the kids, are, the kids are stud. I love Austin Matthews, but again he, like, he's my favorite non the fire. The Bruins have basically been Toronto's kryptonite where. Every time Toronto has made the playoffs in the past three seasons, they are up against the Bruins, which, I mean, for a fan of neither team, yes, please, because OG6, like, original six matchup, I'll take that any day of the week, especially in the playoffs, especially with Boston-Toronto. I mean, the only thing that could make that better would be, like, Toronto-Montreal or Boston-Montreal, like, I mean... Or you, or you used much to, if you're a Canadian. Or, or, you and, used to be, or you used to be able to have Chicago and Detroit till yeah. NHL has said... Now nah, we're gonna move Detroit to the Eastern Conference yeah. because reasons. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Again, it's like and Game Seven. If you're a fan of the team, you're you're filling up your pants right now, probably. And if you're Toronto, you're probably filling up your liver with alcohol because you kind of want to forget what's happening right yeah. now. But uh, drink responsibly. Side note. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Like the Leafs just can't seem to. Based off of what's happening now, the Leafs just can't seem to get over the hump, and that hump is the uh, the spoke to be of the Boston Bruins. So they poked a bear. I mean, like the 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 Bruins haven't really looked like the regular season Bruins in this series at some points. Like there were times where I thought Rask looked a little like shaky, and even lackadaisical in like times where he's like gotten like either like bumped out of his net or anything like that, and he just. Takes his good old time to get back in, get set up, get in position. I mean, that could like kind of um, bring to light that he feels obviously completely comfortable with the defenseman and the team in front of him. But it's like, dude, like this is the playoffs. Like, why are you not like you're out of position? Like, move your ass. Like, get back into position. Awesome. Like, yeah, don't just like don't yeah, don't just like I said, lackadaisically be like, oh, look at the cotton candy guy. Like, I'll just get back in my crease now. But Again, there's been times where the, like the Bruins have kind of shown their their weak links in their armor, but the Leafs just haven't been able to take advantage of that. And the Leafs had an opportunity to close out the series the other day in Toronto, which I thought was a a, a big possibility because I mean it's the first time that they've been they've had the Boston on the ropes and they just couldn't get it done. Boston, I mean, played a played a good game. And they got it done. They brought it back to their the TD Garden. So I don't know, man. I'm just. I, it's like I mean, if we had this podcast three what 
two years ago when this series was first on, I'd be like, yeah, see how like a broken record. But yeah, and here we are. But I mean, we're the Toronto is in the same spot again, where they're staring down at another. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a collapse, but I mean, they're staring down at another Game Seven defeat when they have like the. Probably, I'd say, I don't know. The roster, it's the rosters themselves are pretty even, I think. But just the way that the Leafs have been this year, people have thought like that they were gonna kind of break through. So yeah, and and now they're fourteen twenty away from uh, seeing the golf course. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's that. That's that. We have to. Uh, I guess we'll. If you're a fan, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're just a fan of hockey, you're probably watching this game now, so you don't need us to update you on this. Yeah. But that's gonna be all for this series because we don't know how it's gonna end at this point. And then later, we'll just end it on this later tonight. If if you want to stay up, if you like burning the late night oil per se, uh, you got Vegas and San Jose. In San Jose, HP Pavilion's gonna be a rockin' barn. Yep. Um, Martin Jones, from being Swiss cheese games one through four has been the Martin Jones that we've known since game five. He set in game five, uh, in game six, he set the record for the most shots saved in a win in franchise history in the San Jose Sharks with 58 shots saved. So not a big deal. And he's been unstoppable. And Marc-Andre Fleury is now looking like 2012 Marc-Andre Fleury. And where he couldn't step a beach ball with Pittsburgh Penguins. So it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be good hockey, obviously. Um, I haven't watched a lot of that series just because, you know, day job. Yeah. West Coast. Those West Coast games will get you. I try and watch it, and then I'm passing out. Turn my Xbox off at 3 a.m. when I wake up to go to the bathroom. You know, you know how that goes. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be good hockey. I'm going to attempt to watch it this evening. We'll see what happens. It's, it's game seven. Sometimes you have to make priorities. Uh, I, anything you want to touch on that series right before we call it a close for this week? Because I think we've kind of gone on a little bit long enough with not much to talk about. Uh, I will so say, not much sure about we've been on for 40 minutes already. I will say I got the Sharks in seven, so uh, let's go San Jose. Uh, let's go Vegas. Take a bite so, out of them nights. I, I, had, I had Vegas winning <laughs> in six games, so I still want Vegas to win. Let's, let's, let's right. have the Shark Tank live up to its name and have ourselves a uh, feeding frenzy on some Golden Knights here tonight, boys. But I mean, hey, the Sharks, the Sharks are another team where it's like they played Vegas last year and they got beaten five. Yeah. So like they're the Sharks are out for blood, which is like a nature reference and also the hockey uh, reference. Uh, so it's like, um, like they have something to prove. Obviously, they want to obviously get back at the Knights for beating them, and it's just like, hey, this could be Joe Thornton. This could be Joe Thornton's last game weekend. seven in the Shark Tank. Like the the stage is set. And the Sharks need, I mean, they need, obviously, they need Martin Jones to be on top of his game as he has been the last two, three games. Um, every guy from San Jose needs to pitch in. I mean, they're depth guys. Eric Carlson needs to be Eric Carlson. I mean, and, 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 he, and he hasn't been. But there. he also, he played 47 minutes in that over in that yeah. double overtime game. So, I mean, he's, for for a lack of maybe production in the series, the guy has been an absolute workhorse. Which so which he always just is. Yeah, I mean that's like I mean he's a a superstar defenseman, so he's obviously going to eat minutes. But yeah, I mean he's just hasn't had the offensive production that people thought. So all I'm going to say is that <laughs> I need one pick right tonight. <laughs> Otherwise, it's 
it's going to be tough getting up in the morning tomorrow if I, if I wake up and I see – I mean, I'll be able to watch the end of this Boston-Toronto game, but if I wake up and see San Jose's done and then if I see Toronto lose tonight, it's just going to be – hump day is going to be rough. I'll tell you hump that. Day? So, but um, other than that, I mean, it's we've been saying this with the Flyers too, but it's pretty much just a wait and see at this point to see yep. how these second-round matchups shape up and – I guess by next week we'll probably already we probably already will be into like the first or second game of the second rounds. I would imagine. You would think so. I don't know. I mean, because uh, playoff first rounds going to end tomorrow night. Yeah. That's going to conclude. So hopefully, hopefully we see some round two games when we start this weekend. I was going to say maybe like Thursday, Friday. I don't know. Or Saturday, like, maybe Saturday night sure. we start it. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add before we call this one to quits for this week, Matt? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I got. I think we touched on all there is. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing going on with the Flyers. No. Uh, besides what we already talked about. Yeah, we pretty much touched on everything. So, solid, uh, solid pod, I'd say. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, Jake just texted me. Um, we want to wish West wishes to his mom, who's a little ill. He's he's at home being a good son, taking care of his mama. So we'll feel good, Mama H. Um, and Jake will be back next week with us. Uh, look for us again next Tuesday, 8-ish p.m. for those who watch on Facebook. And um, look out for the uh, the announcement on Twitter, or and we'll post it on Facebook too. But well, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to get. Uh, I mean, everyone's schedule is obviously different, but we're trying to get the uh, the Tuesday night to be the constant. The lockdown. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you for watching, listening as always, and uh, let's go Flyers and let's go playoffs.